you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Going to the hurry-up offense. Jake Shum the hole. Left hash mark. 51-yard field goal attempt. Snap. Placement. Kick to the uprights. And it is right down yes. the middle. It is good. And the Packers are going to the NFC Championship game. Ryan in the shotgun with Coleman to his left. Drops to throw once more. Dances to the left. Throws to the end zone. Wide open. Tevin Coleman slides for the touchdown. Kickoff from Nick Novak from left to right. And over end, Deion Lewis is the deep man. He'll take it from the two near side. Lewis to the 20. He's got blazing speed. 30-yard line. Lewis slowed down at the 35. Lewis to the 40. Lewis crosses midfield. Far side. It's a foot race. And nobody's going to catch Deion Lewis. 98 yards for the touchdown. Hi and hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program presented by McDonald's McCafe. Wake up, win the day. $1 coffee, any size, mochas for 2 bucks. Studio 66, chock full of electricity. And people, <laughs> Ike Taylor, Handsome Hank, Cynthia Freeland will say proper hellos in just a minute. It's time for... I guess it's fitting, the Andy Reid style, two-minute drill. A <laughs> little bit, uh, you know, not a, especially aggressive there. In the well, that's a now. long two minutes we bought the hell. I know, mm-hmm. that's true. All right, let's jump into it here. We have the title games to review, if you guys haven't heard. Only three games left in the season. It makes me feel sad. I'm excited, though, for the uh, for the events coming up on Sunday night. Let's start here. If you take away... The four QBs that have reached the championship round here. Who has the best roster? I start with you, Ike Taylor. Big Ben. Me, um, Steelers, I'm sorry. <laughs> Steelers. Steelers got the best roster mm-hmm. all day. Offensive line playing great. Offense, defense rounding. A very great. underrated offensive line. You got a defense, and but see the emergence of Bud Dupree. We've been talking about a lot of these, Artie Burns and Sean Davis. Bud Dupree is now the new Debo for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Matter of fact, let's talk about Debo and him right. aging like fine wine. They don't need a new one. So he, the, the he lands. He, you win the ball game. You land at 4 o'clock. What I do at 38? I go straight to the weight room and get my workout in. 
then get ready for practice in the meetings. That's, yeah, that's crazy. But that's, Bud Dupree. No, Bud like, Dupree. Bud Dupree is the leader in the locker room, not just uh, you know. Bud Dupree is not the leader, the enforcer. Hmm. So now we have a new sheriff in town, you know, and that's Bud Dupree. So Debo kind of passed the torch to Bud, and Bud took it. He's taking it and running with it. All day. Just watch the latest games, Bud Dupree. He's been causing havoc, not only on the run games, sure. but in the passing game, too. So, we talked about this yesterday. I look at Bud Dupree like a Lamar Whitley. A more athletic version than Lamar Whitley was. He's very good at stopping the run. And he can bull rush you all day if he wants to. And he can get finesse you if he needs to as a pass rusher. So, the emergence of Bud Dupree is key for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Handsome Hank, best roster when you take the QBs away. Well, I agree with with Ike. So, can I tell you who I think's number two? Unless Cynthia wants to wants to um, pitch for another another team as number one. Cynthia, I I do not want to pitch for another. You're going to go for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. All I right. mean, I was just. I mean, you could legitimately like go down Wildcat yeah. and have and have that belt. Like, I don't think it's. I don't. And think we forgot D'Angelo Williams sitting on the sideline. Right, right. Yeah, that right. is something that he yeah. hasn't. That he has not even made it out onto the field now. Twenty six is in the zone. I hear you, man. Hands the Matrix. I'm sorry. The second most talented. So my second most talented is the team with the with the bird on their head. With the what on their head? With the bird. The, the bird. The bird. <laughs> well, what, how am I supposed to say that word? The bird. The bird. Yeah. With the bird on their head. <laughs> <laughs> the Falcons. I think they have the second most talented roster of all the teams that are remaining. Well, they do have some uh, exciting young pieces mm-hmm. on the defensive side, don't they? Yeah, I really like. I tell you who I love is Deion Jones. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere. I like Keanu Neal. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. I actually I want to make one little Packers note between Mike Daniels and Julius Peppers and what that defense is able to do, especially with a lot of banged up corners all season long. I I think it's been pretty impressive the turnover differential, the amount of havoc they're creating on opposing offenses. I, that defense is again. I've been a big Mike Daniels fan. Number seventy six. If you want to watch their D line, really great player. And of course, you love Julius Peppers. He's been fun to watch for a decade. So you know, both of those two have been really interesting. Their 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 ability to create turnovers has been a a huge difference maker. We'll dig in further on uh, both these games. By the way, with a guy who was on uh, the Packers and the Falcons, AJ Hawk, a uh, mm. a Shecky Award winner on more than one occasion, as our favorite football talking guest. He's one of only three jerseys retired on the digital uh, wall of fame there, along with Ike Taylor and Maurice Jones. Through all, all your championship banners. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's what. Well, also, yeah, I have Lemieux's jersey. Banner. I know. I was about to and say the Jenga and the Jenga banner. <laughs> Lemieux. Yes. Let's move on to uh, to the next question here in the hurry up. What was out of the four victories we saw, handsome Hank? What was the least impressive? Ooh, that's a Steelers tough one. barely survive in KC. Mm-hmm. Don't score a touchdown. Yeah, the Falcons whip the. Uh, yeah, it's not the Falcons. I think. I mean, the Patriots didn't look as good as you'd expect the Patriots to against that. You know, that Texans game was the one that people was a foregone conclusion before mm-hmm. this weekend and it was closer than people expected. So I'm going to say that of them all, I would say that, that the Patriots win was least impressive just because of the expectation. that. Well, and the, yeah, and they, and they get a special teams touchdown, right. which counts as much as anything else. But when you get those extra points, if you take it away, then it's an 11 yep. point victory. The Texans defense is uh, undoubtedly mighty though. Freeland, least impressive. It's really hard to say a game in weather is, you can't, I mean, that weather, uh, that was kind of interesting. The cool stat that I have on there, actually, it's from Elias. They 
told us they went back through history in all of playoff games. No team in the playoffs has ever won when the other team scores two touchdowns and they score none. So it's historically mm-hmm. interesting from that perspective. Uh, not being able to get into the end zone with that cast of characters, though, is it's concerning. Uh, you know, it, it, I don't think it's bad or I, it's not. It's it's just it's it was not as impressive as you know watching Aaron. And plus, it's coming off of Aaron Rodgers like just. <laughs> dicing up you know this that's this last drive so it felt maybe less impressive just based on the fact that you know the other two were big margins of victory and then you have this giant like cowboys and packers game that ends so dramatically and then you're like okay then now we go to the rain and like grind it out football so I, it's not i don't think anyone i you know what I, I i really there would be some games that that would be concerning to me that the steelers couldn't get a touchdown there i thought it was a little wonky the the you know the roethlisberger pick that was a bad uh, decision to check out of the run play on first down there by roethlisberger rod tomlin should have gone for it uh, in the first possession of the game uh, uh, the thing that rises up to me is one, the defense did a good job, and it two, did. I mean, Chris. In a, it's funny to think in a season that probably goes down as the worst in kicking history that that Sunday divisional round Sunday. By the way, the entire divisional round, the kickers didn't miss any extra points right. or any field goals. It's close. But, I mean, Boswell. And there was some big ones. Six. Went back to Cincinnati. He relapsed in Cincinnati. That's right. I need to do the same thing I did in Cincinnati. (laughs) But were the the three kicks made in the last 90 seconds in Dallas? Could you make a case? I mean, they were all over, what were they, 52 and longer. Are those the three most clutch kicks, save Vinatieri winning the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl era? Nah, no. it has to, it has to be. I mean, it has to be. Given the stakes and the distance, he set it up. He said it. He did the little smile. He's like, games. Nah. You'll be. You'll probably. It has the, to be the chances the are. The chances are. You'll say the same thing after this weekend's games. The, one of those games will be won by a last minute kick. If yeah. Boswell, there have been bigger kicks missed. I mean, there. If, yeah, I mean, you could. There have been bigger kicks made. If Boswell do the same thing he did this week, like he did last week, and they wind up winning the game, cool. He still handles bins. But if he does that in the Super Bowl. Did. I'll tell you what, though. But, I mean, I uh, to try and defend my point, Mason Crosby, I thought Mike McCarthy, I, I couldn't tweet it quickly enough, in fact, before he kicked the, the first one through to take the lead before mm-hmm. uh, Dan Bailey tied the game. I, uh, 56 yards. I mean, I thought this – what are you doing, McCarthy? You right. can't kick this ball here. It's a 56-yard. You're going to give the ball the to, to Dallas, and they're going to have to make one first down and move on. That thing hit the net, too. Yes, it 56 did. yards. Hit the bottom of the net. And that last one just squeaked in. We just saw the oh. video at the front. Uh, uh, Burley. Uh, just exactly. Yeah. Burley. And Burley. maybe this is something where people, you know, <laughs> we talk about home field advantage a lot. Maybe it's good they were inside because the likelihood of kick, kicking a 56-yarder in cold lamp would have been yeah. a lot harder. So maybe, Vinatieri in the snow. <laughs> that one. Making that one to force the overtime. That's the Super Bowl winner by Vinatieri. I'm really not sure what kicks you're talking about that, that <laughs> rival the significance of this one. I mean, Billy Cundiff's miss in the AFC title game was mine. Wasn't there a Matt Bog game? Scott Norwood's miss winner was in, big. A, in a championship game. I mean, there have been. I'm talking so about like, over I mean, 50 Dave, yards. No, nah, we're just, talking about the Super that. Bowl, though, bro. You okay. said that thing, and then you regretted saying it, and I now did. you're defending it. Anyway. Hey, you know, but Shaq tried to paint his yeah. own picture. Yeah, yeah. Like, he tried to be Picasso then by his own painting. Right. Can't do it. <laughs> you're like, hey, that Picasso guy's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even though it's a shot at me, it makes me laugh. All right. <laughs> Lastly. You know, Dave. Another thing about Dave Damashek is uh, that go like, on talk a third person. Is it, like is it, is it that you always on. predict the Steelers' record? <laughs> is that what you for the past five years? Did anyone know? 
Damashek predicted the Steelers record. No. Correctly. He wants a parade. I've he asked for my parade many right. times. I have yet to get a parade. And yeah, I have correctly identified the Steelers. <laughs> By the way. Now, for something I got wrong, because that's that, if you really want to know the three dimensional Damashek, Ike, and company. <laughs> Which you dimension have to are we operating in? Like the late great Jerry Orbach <laughs> says at the end of Dirty Dancing, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. And I was wrong about one Matt Ryan. I said in the preseason, do we actually have a clip of that? Emma VP behind the glass? Let's hear it. He's one pass in the red zone away from getting to a Super Bowl. And now I think we can make a pretty strong case. He's the fourth best quarterback in, in his own division. If By end of the year, I think we will all be saying that, Ooh, right? Who are you talking yeah, to? Yeah, I think for sure. That was Will Brinson, the uh, great uh, writer. He and, looks uh, very writer. animated. Yeah. Well, listen, what about that, Cynthia Freeland? I don't – I mean, first of all, the, so Matt Ryan is probably going to be the MVP now, it seems, and he was dynamite against the Seahawks without Earl Thomas, notwithstanding a great performance. I do think, though, I'm going to defend myself before before I allow go, you. Go for it. Wait, you're going to try and defend yourself. Defend yourself I just well, say when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Let me wait just minute, say wait, this. Wait, wait, wait. It's you're not gonna... that crazy because if we did a draft for 2017, for for the, kick it down the road by seven months, who, who are you drafting? Draft them in order in that division. Cam Newton. Drew Brees, Jameis Winston, Matt Ryan. It's really not that crazy still, right? It's a good quarterback league. I mean, Bruh. quarterback what? division. You, Wait, what? What? But I was wrong. Matt what? Ryan's dynamite. So hey, this, segment isn't about, this segment isn't about <laughs> so you I, saying you were wrong. I meant or it, no, is about it was intended to be about me saying but I'm wrong, but as I'm thinking it wrong. through. No, I'm still wrong. I'm, I, I'm still wrong. Yes. I'm sure. just saying. You're so. still wrong. Sure. Yes. Go ahead. Put them in order for me, oh Freeland. Oh, gosh. Well, Matt Ryan. Put those four guys in order. And you're going from one to four, not four to one. Just to be clear. I'm just saying, they have four good quarterbacks in that Mm -hmm. division. That's all. I I mean, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, Jameis Winston. Okay. But But the last two I could switch around. All right. So it's September 2017. It's September 2017. You're telling me you would take Matt Ryan over Cam Newton for the season? Mm -hmm. Yes. Ike? Drew Brees? I'm going Cam. I, I am too. That's exactly. No, right. I'm, I'm I'm taking Cam over Matty Ice because I I feel like I can put Cam in any offense and he'll make it work for me. Any offense, I can't I don't know play. except the one he was in. Somehow I've year. turned this back into an <laughs> indictment of Matt Ryan, I, but I mean you have Hall of Famer Drew Brees. But but he, I like okay, Drew. I like you have Drew. To say, that's a great quarterback division. It is a great. It quarterback is. Quarterback. Yeah, it's that's not like we're fighting. It's not could, like we're being and, like, and, hey, and in theory you could. Toss them all up in anyone in any yep. order. Like if Kyle Shanahan leaves the Falcons, you could we you could very easily be sitting here a year from now with the opposite of this being right. like you know. Hey, hey look, gonna, I was right. I'll I'll say this too. We're prisoners of the moment by definition. We no, just saw him. Pl- no, we just saw him play great in the <laughs> divisional round. If the Packers defeat the Falcons this week and Matt Ryan does not. It doesn't not, take anything away from what Matt Ryan did for the last That's easy weeks. to say. That's easy to say. But you know how history works. I mean, you're, you're a footnote if you. But, it'll be the MVP and everything. But Right, right now, you but got two of the Wait a minute. You're, you're making this argument, and you could say the same thing about Cam Newton. Right? Last Certainly. year. Yes. Last year, sitting at this point, he was like, oh my God, right. rushes out MVP, of his own read, blah, blah, right. blah. Like all these th- amazing stats about him. Well, I mean, the same thing I can be like, hey, Matt, uh, you know, Matt Ryan's passer rating out of the pocket, what, whatever all these stats say. But the point being is like, you know, 
he didn't Cam Newton did not have the year this year that you would have sitting here right now said forecasted that he would have had right. right you have to look at you know the the cast of characters around him what the situation is what so i guess my point is is in that division it's it's a little bit also of I, I completely agree james the- winston could somehow leapfrog right. all of them next right. year with mike evans so it's not like you know right but but you know the, i i guess the the point that we have discussed no the point really, i'm trying to get see where you at with i want to know yeah, I, this I, went I, all the way left right, you're right yeah, i know no, i didn't mean it to. i really wrong. did mean this it take down jerry Obach for a start this his legacy is being destroyed you're right i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> just, to you jerry don't give me that look you make me feel yeah, guilty yeah. Uh, you jerry. just need to say this year you're wrong about that one yeah but in this I'm wrong about that, away. but I do stand by. The, wrong, my large, I say I'm right. The larger point. I know this has gotten bad. I've gotten a lot of tweets from Falcons fans who are feeling it right now. Just about say you're wrong, this. and let's go to the next topic, okay. bro. Yeah. I will say though that, as you know, Joe Flacco's legacy Shake, is now very say, different. Just say you're wrong. Flacco and Why do we get to Joe Flacco now? Because you, if you make a run. Everywhere. Everywhere. All right. You know what? Just say you're wrong. Just say you're this wrong. Is Just to, say you're wrong. Let's say you're wrong. Flying to. start. Let's start. The show. <laughs> he won't even say he's wrong. <laughs> yes. Hi and hello, uh, and welcome to the Dave. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Damn it. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Program presented by McDonald's McCafe here in Studio 66. We're getting right. We're getting you right. For the uh, for the championship, we try to live right in Studio Sixty Six. I'm sad we only have three games left, though. It makes it you know it sneaks up on you kind of. And yet, on the other yes. hand, doesn't it feel like I mean, I uh, for ever ago the Carson Wentz thing mm-hmm. and Jimmy Garoppolo and why well, he's really good and right. what's it was you know is, uh, you know is he don't worry run? you're gonna be able to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo pretty soon right like where's yeah. he going where Who's is he, he going Chicago Bears no. I don't know. <laughs> I have I have no clue where he's going. Handsome I, Hank. <laughs> Speculate recklessly. That's what I love like. to I really do love to do that. Let's say the 49ers. The 49ers. Not anymore. If I, why are we talking about where Jimmy Garoppolo If Josh McDaniels would have gone not? there, then that would have been a fun right, conspiracy. I think you see somewhere like, I don't know, who has some good cash flow? The 49ers do have some good they cash some, flow. Yeah. Uh, How about la, the Houston la, la. Texans? They don't have a lot of cash. Nope. But I don't know what their cash flow is like. So How about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Jaguars. You took took the words out of my mouth. Sorry. No, that's a good job. You you wouldn't say it like he just said it, What if you get Jimmy Garoppolo with Chip Kelly as the offensive coordinator? No, I would say the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars. That would be fantasy football gold. If you got Jimmy Garoppolo with Chip Kelly as his offensive coordinator and some running back that works there, fantasy football gold next year. Hmm. Interesting prediction. All right, let's Look, dig I, in here. But here, I just want to say, took the words out of my mouth. Let's <laughs> not let's not get sideways. We're halfway through these. Playoffs. No, you don't get sideways. We wait on you. Listen, because it matters at not to any other position, but it matters when quarter uh, for quarterbacks to win rings. Right? Is Matt Ryan going to oh, go down? He is again. a better version. He, I'm not comparing oh, him. Oh God, to here An- we go. It's if you're saying he's a better version of someone that is inherently he's better he than Andy Dalton. He's better than Joe Flacco, right? We would have all you agree just with compared that. him to Joe. What are you doing? What's happening now? <laughs> I think it's similar in the sense that I just travel back in time. Just, Joe Flacco's not a Hall of Famer. Matt Ryan gets himself to borderline Hall of Fame status with a ring, right? Doesn't I he? just told y'all the man paint his own picture, right. and then he sell it to himself. I'm saying the stakes are high. That's what First I'm saying. First, he admires it. Yeah, he, he'll look at it. I like it. this picture. Yeah, I, I love this. like this picture. Hey, do anybody, anybody want to bid on this years. picture? <laughs> for the past five years, I'll give myself. I'll give myself, I'll give myself 10 grand for that picture. Oh, I think we're making Everyone's shit. Everyone's a creep. All right. 
Let's say hello now properly to number two four. He wore the black and gold for 12 glorious seasons. As a result, he now wears two rings on his fingers. Here he is, everybody, from the bayou. It's Ike Taylor. From the bayou. Yeah. Trippy. Ike Trippy. Uh, Trippy. I like this version. Gotta do it like this. Well, I sure can't dance. Holy moly, that was horrible. Ike Taylor. Yeah. Looking good there, Ike. Make sure you check out Ike. He's doing all sorts of work on Total Access. Thank you. NFL pick him. Make Thank sure you tune in. And he can dance a lot better than that. Seth, no, he's that, that's a horrible. Dancer. I'm, no, I'm not. Like, my son took all that gene. Like, he can dance his butt. Is that true? Man, my son can dance. He huh. just look at a YouTube and take off. Got it. Really? First time. Me? Mm-mm. All right. All. You used to be able to, and now he took it. No. My... My my two step is I got a mean two step, mm-hmm. but other than that, when it's talking about three or four step, what do you mean two step? Just that like mo- uh, moving side to side, just like one, square one dancing. No, no, nah, nah. that's what you do. Have you ever? I'm not. I've never square danced. <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> Mike, what's your favorite Three Doors Down song? Three Doors Down song. What yeah. is that? What is that? They're playing at the inauguration. I don't know. Freeland? It's like the only person. I don't even know who they are. You don't know Three Doors Down? Emma VP, like... what's your favorite Three Doors Down song? I heard they have that Superman song. If they don't call me Superman. Oh, I know that song. Never heard of it. It's going to be Here's rocking. my question. You know how like Two Chains turned down playing at the inauguration? Which song would have even played? It's a good like question. I was thinking about his whole catalog. Like, I'm ghetto nope, scared nope. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ghetto and scared. That's right. That's my right. life is a movie. Two right. Chains, one of my favorite rappers. <laughs> I know. Was all, I, know, I didn't but, know but he was offered song, to play there. He did, but which song would he have even played? Like, it doesn't, I get, there's nothing in his would've, catalog. Would have had it popping. I mean, it would have been had great, but I'm, I'm. Put a leash on your Jaguars. Drop the confetti. Let's say hello <laughs> to London's own handsome Hank. I don't know what he took this morning. I don't know <laughs> what was in that coffee, coffee. from McDonald's. <laughs> You said too many because they were only a dollar. Bro, how you get the James, but Hello, handsome. It's been too long. It has. We I had. You, I had to suddenly realized we. I haven't seen you since the the handsome Hank football program was on the line when oh, the Steelers right. played the, the Dolphins. That's right. We do suddenly have to get that, that going. I still want to do it anyway. I, I think, think we, we should, should do, do one anyway. episode of uh, the handsome Hank football. Program. On the line for that Steelers Dolphins playoff game was the winner got the podcast. Hi, hello, and cheers, and welcome. Did you watch that game? Some Hank Gridiron. <laughs> yeah, I watched that game. Okay, said ass. <laughs> I didn't want to watch it, but presented by strawberries <laughs> and confetti. And for this week, blueberries. <laughs> hello, handsome. Hey, good season for the Dolphins. Thank you. That's it, but that's in the yeah, rear yeah, view Yeah, that's long in the rear view mirror. It's time to look forward. Football Baby is beginning to look forward to uh, divining who he thinks is going to be. Football Baby, is there, a, is there a stadium that Football Baby didn't get to this year? Because it feels like Football Baby was everywhere. He was all over. I can tell you this past week he was in Australia. Thanks that's to Steve. Nicholas uh, had him in Finland. Oh, Finland. Chad had him in KC. Ad did Arjugan and Matt. Everybody took him to Arrowhead into enemy, enemy territory. I hope he was he wrapped went. up. Walt. This one was disturbing. Look, uh, who was this one? Who, that's uh, who, Andy uh, Reid. 
Matt, I think, <laughs> sent this this one. Yeah, uh, football baby's head in a Chiefs jacket. He uh, continues to amass stamps in his ever-growing passport. His passport is tatted up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go to at Damashek on Twitter, and uh, you can uh, you can print out or hold up the uh, PDF there pinned to the top of my page and take him to Foxborough, take him to Hotlanta. He got time in the offseason? I want to hang out with him. Sure you can. Sure. Okay. I, I, I think he could learn a lot from Ike Taylor. No, I know he got the connection. I want him to take him to some spots, some Finland spots and all that kind of Get some chicken Australia. spots. Yeah. Take him to really? Australia's. Can... Uh, I want to go to the Finlands and Australia's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. See if he can find a good chicken wing spot. No, no question. Would... The football gods. And them be walking around in them, in them shoestrings. Yep. The football gods yep. teased us a little potatoes. bit. They no gave question. us a – it was uh, not especially an electric uh, wild card round. Then Saturday of the divisional round, not exactly gangbuster stuff anyway if you're a fan of uh, tight ball games. But, of course, Sunday, positively sublime. Here's what Steve Smith, though, had to say about the Steelers game. Or, in fact, about the entire Sunday. He said, Green Bay-Dallas – action-packed movie, Pittsburgh KC, a bad Sundance film. Please help. Hmm. How do we feel about A little that? too artsy for him. I mean, I thought that the, the Packers-Cowboys game is, is like an old-timer, but that but the the other one was a good game. It was fun to watch. It was close. Um, people kept saying that Alex Smith played really badly, which I, I didn't really – at the time, I didn't think that. Now, looking back at some of the tape, you saw that he missed a few – or he missed some open – the guys who were open down Tried to tell you, I, don't, I just I, – I just don't. Uh, I like him, but I don't love don't him. Love him, you know, Alex Smith, man. He's just. He, but there's he, no. He's he's limited, and it's really not. It's Alex Smith and his coach Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Like Andy Reid offense, that's just his offense. Like if you just look at him throughout the playoffs, man, his offense struggled through the playoffs. Like have no adjustments. So all you had to do was key. Did a good game plan, so they keyed on. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense, they keyed to what Tyreek Hill was at. Mm-hmm. After you found out what Tyreek Hill was at, okay, now we got action. Okay, so now you're going to use Tyreek Hill as the decoy. Right. Out of motion. Obviously. You're going to use him as a decoy. But it only works when you're playing man. When you're playing zone, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So now you got to start running zone concepts. So what's the Andy Reid zone concepts? Again, the triangle, curl, flat, somebody up the middle. That's the West Coast offense, basic West Coast offense. And that's how they do it. You throw a few times down the field, that's not what Alex Smith does. He's not a down-the-field thrower. That's why that was so inaccurate. So now you're asking him to get out his element. Even though I did say he needed to take chances, and Kelsey should have caught the ball down the middle. Would have helped him out a lot. And he threw a touchdown that got a two-point conversion. I'm sorry, they got called back because Fisher held Debo. Right. But at the same time, man, you just can't ask Alex to play out his element for one game, and that's just the One him. thing I'll say about Alex Smith that, that that jumped out to me is, you know, he's the starting quarterback of a, of a high-end NFL team. He's got to be able to give his receiver a chance. They went at Artie Burns two plays in a row, had right. uh, their receiver single, singled up. First it was Macklin, then it was Tyree Kill. And that's the situation you want if you're the QB. To, and, and they threw the deep ball into the end zone. And he just didn't give his receiver a chance so do you on bring either back? throw. Do you bring him back? I'm an, I've been an Alex Smith apologist for a long time. But, I mean, I don't know what. I mean, what's the better option. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a very, right. very, you know, quarterback 
are really propped Would up. Would Tony so, Romo, so a healthy you. Tony Romo, be better? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if I. I mean, if you're KC, are you taking? That's a not going like to be that? a solution next January. It might that, be that would be a great solution. Matter of fact, I'm glad to say that would be a perfect solution. That's an interesting thought, actually. I I just uh, walked into. You that. got. See, you I, I keep talking that, until I walk into hey, the point. If you do that, you you're got, not going to keep that both man, those guys. You got that, that right. man. You got the man to tight end for yep. one. So what you do is you draft you a second or third rounder in KC. You get Tony Romo. You let Alex Smith go. You still got you two wide receivers. You got an emerging Tyreek Hill. You got a Jerry boatload of yeah, a boatload of running backs. By the way, my defense ain't bad either. Pretty good. Ain't terrific. Bad. Right. It's good. Um, <laughs> a weird stuff seeing 50 trying to cover uh, 84. Loved game. it. I know, but it's crazy that that, uh, that, that staff doesn't that – was in three impre- months doesn't figure out an adjustment. Yeah, if they line up uh, no. Antonio Brown in the slot, yeah, the best we can do is cover him with uh, Justin Houston. You're banking on pressure. Yeah, I guess so, right. That's all you're banking on. So when the pressure don't yeah, get there. Yeah, but 50 your best pass. Yeah, but no, exactly. then you, no the you're banking you be- on pressure. So when the pressure doesn't get – it's an illusion. So okay, if you think about fifty, you think on third and whatever, man, he's going, he's going for the quarterback. No, so he's gonna feel like he's going for the quarterback. He's gonna drop back and pass. If the pressure would have got there, would have threw the ball quick, and fifty is covering A B night, it would have looked good. Hmm. But we ain't talking about that because the pressure didn't get there. Now A B scramble, throws up the hand, Ben finds him, and now we're talking about oh, fifty shouldn't been covering him. But if the pressure would have got there, would have threw the ball real quick to him, 50 would have picked the ball off, now what? Well, Mike Munchak's offensive line, and I'll tell you what, shout out to 26 because in pass pro, he's dynamite too. Very good. Freeland, we'll come back to the KC uh, situation in just a second, but let's talk about the uh, winning locker room, the visiting one. Getting a lot of heat for Antonio Brown with the Facebook Live while Mike Tomlin was talking and saying a bad word about the upcoming foe. Oh, shame the devil. I'm getting the vapors from it. How do you feel about this? Should we care about Antonio Brown doing the video in the postgame? So if you take a step back, objectively, it probably wasn't the right thing to do. Now, he probably shouldn't have because that's like a personal moment and there's a reason that media isn't allowed in there. But is it a sin that we should be, you know, so angry about that it's, oh, it's an outrage and we talk about it for hours and hours? No, it's just kind of like. Oh, we all like a bonehead mistake, right? Like I, he's just happy. He's excited. He's got positive emotions. It's all coming from like a place of like, I love my team. I want to show you fans because I know you love this team too. Damashek, Cynthia, all, you know, he's like, I want to show you like this team's like, we, we like each other. It, it comes from a good place. It comes from like, there was no ill intent. And yes, I know intent. Some people don't care about that. I, I do. I think where, who you're coming, where you're coming from, but it was kind of a bonehead move. Right? Well, the, the irony, the, the, the irony of hearing Tomlin say, let's keep a low profile as it's running. It's, 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 it's stands out, but it's, it's, it's not that it's, it's a new generation. It's, it's social right. media driven. I get all that. But for AB is bro, coach doing your, his post game speech. Wait till he finishes his post-game speech, and right. then you can deliver whatever you want to deliver. Right. But give Coach T some respect and just listen for a couple of minutes. Because well, he just, he's just trying to relay the message. It just was a bonehead move. Yeah, it, it wasn't bad, though. No. I can dig it, but his me- uh, By the way, again, his message, zero problem with anything to do with his You game. don't need a PR 
group no. anymore. Like, Coach you are T, your PR. Coach T has apologized for his language. He said Antonio That's Brown ridiculous. was – He said Antonio Brown was foolish for doing it, and he will be punished for doing it. it could, because what, what they said in the locker room at that time, we're not supposed to see in I here. Agree. At, well, that at that time. At that time. That's a sacred That's game. a sacred moment. That's a post-game speech. It's sacred. And we're not supposed to hear that. That's fine, but the Patriots side of things that this is bulletin board material. No, wait, the Patriots, no. the Patriots wait, said the nothing. No. The opponent made a bad word about yeah. you. <laughs> the Patriots, the Patriots said nothing about it. Because the Patriots, we're talking about it. Willie right. McGinnis said it's this isn't bulletin board material. This is uh, billboard material. Well, uh, Willie been gone for Patriots, a while. Patriots guys as well. They get all wound <laughs> up about that stuff. No what what, what, incent- what, what added incentive does this possibly provide? In a- like I said, it comes from a positive place. It's a bonehead move. You shouldn't have exposed your private moment with your team. Correct. But anything that Coach T said is perfectly legit. In fact, I would argue if you were in 32 locker rooms, after same, same. Game, probably would have been worse. worse. Right. It's probably probably would have been worse. And if you sure. and if, if you think and Belichick that, will have said something worse about the Steelers this week, no question. If you think that any single coach on the Patriot staff. Any single one, from the linebacker coach to the court, any single particular position coach thinks that that's important, you're mistaken. Because if they think, oh, we're going to go in there and we're going to beat them, they've had a day longer. Do, like, then a, they did, they did have a day longer. But, but th- that's fact. No, but no Patriots coach is being like, oh, he should not have pointed out we have one more day than everyone else. Right. Uh-uh. Like, that is no, no. Like, I think what Cynthia's <laughs> saying is you need to stop perpetuating this. Day. No, no, no. It's a good conversation. <laughs> the the it just thing isn't is. a big deal. The thing is, when I was talking to Ryan Clark, because I wanted his intake. The thing is, when we played, man, we our social media wasn't like how it was today. Right. Now, so when we played, it felt better to be like, well, you had a good tackle. I, I like that tackle you did on third down. Like, that made me feel great. Going to my phone don't make me feel great. Talking to strangers don't make me feel great. I'm cool with my fans and my followers. I'm going to give it to them after the fact. Right. But it was more gratifying for me to be like, boy, that was good coverage on that third and six, Ike. Mm-hmm. You helped yeah. us out. When we played that, what you thought about me as a teammate, help. My homeboys back at home, when they thought about me as a as a homeboy, help. My family, my mom and my sisters, what they thought about me, that made me feel good. Right. This didn't make me feel good at the right. time. I'm not looking at views. Right. But it's a different generation. And also, and I wanna, it, it just happens now. One thing I want to point out with – visiting locker rooms Antonio Brown wasn't hiding like people are like oh he was over in a corner he, like where no one could no visiting locker rooms you can tell us better than anyone right. but I like to tour stadiums I think that's cool they're always like what do you? they're I think they're fun it's when you're there <laughs> I like a good I like to get the like the good like the, the thing you're supposed sure to you eat do. and whatever so right. you know it's like they're all configured <laughs> funny on purpose, right? Because, like, it's not supposed to be comfortable for the visitors. It's small. You know, like, Iowa, they painted their visiting lock, the Iowa, pink. the college, they painted them pink. You know, it's it's all, like, they're not supposed to make you right. feel comfortable, comfortable and spacious and wonderful. You ain't at home. So he yeah. wasn't hiding. Let me Hot be clear. Hot out. Hot I will say, though, shower. about it, I, I, you know, I, I'm just annoyed by the fact that this is, I mean, these are grand matchups. A shootout awaits in Atlanta, and then you have the Steelers trying to vanquish mm. a team, a, a, you know, a, a sports town like Pittsburgh that has that can claim ownership of rivals or whatever you would consider division foes like the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Penguins own the Washington Capitals and so on. That's it's hockey in, for other people who. All right, but, <laughs> but the point is, 
it's a little weird that the city of champions as Pittsburghers like to call Pittsburgh is owned by the 21st century Patriots. This is a chance to vanquish it. And instead we're talking about a locker room video. The one thing I, it, it just bugs me. We should only be talking pigskin. And yet I'm about to continue to talk about these kind of locker room things. Cause you like painting your own picture and buying it. You right. like bidding no, on it and buying it. I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised that, that no one in the locker room wrangles all the players. Like, Hey, coach T's about to speak. You're allowed to be like, nobody's, hey, gather, to your point, Cynthia, that nobody in the but locker room is like, hey, Coach T's about to talk. do the social media in a second there, I think, I, Come I gather think that's around. what Ike is saying is yeah. that it's so new. There isn't. There, this is kind of one of the first times that this type of thing has happened because everything is so new. Eventually, there'll be that right. thing. You'll be like, hey, guys, phones. Coach T is going to tell them, just leave your cars. I mean, leave your phones in the car. All right. Don't hey, ever bring your 84, phones. just, you know, you can preen all you want to the social media camera but you know right what there. But just, out you know, as long as you know he shows up in the title game. If we didn't have it was, did you see the day before Arthur Blank talk about people? Who oh, my God. Us. Amazing. Amazing. That was amazing. That Him dance. dancing in the locker room. Uh, was, you got to watch it. It's amazing. I don't want to look, miss look, out on those type of look, moments. It looked a little bit better to me. It's like, like, I was that's how bad I am. better. That's how bad. If power rankings of dancers, Damashek, Ike, Arthur Blank, what order would we put them in? Well, it would be... Blank one. the blank. Blank one. <laughs> I'm just two. glad he didn't dab. No. I'm so glad he didn't I, You dab. don't want to dance off with me. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm the three well, doors well, we down. You're, you'll probably smoke me. You'll probably smoke me. Nah, Man, my, dances, my dancing skills If I could horrible. dance like Bruno Mars, I would do it all the time. My uh, my two-year-old, he loves the Bruno Mars, and, and he dances to if, him. Now if I, I could dance like Chris Brown. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd, I wish I were a good dancer. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. I, I, I want to play like the piano. If you, oh, that's a good question. If you could You'd be, be good, I can teach you how to play the piano. You got those long yeah, yeah. fingers. You got those long fingers. Yeah, I do have long fingers. Piano player. Handsome. If you yeah. could be, I'm not talking about could you fly or turn invisible. If you could have a human skill, which would it, that you don't I would like possess. to speak a lot of languages. Ooh, I don't how many do you already able, speak? Um, I speak badly French and badly Spanish. So I'd like to you're be already able to at three. That's pretty no, good. That's pretty I, would, I don't count no. them. It's like a quarter of each. I'd like to be able to speak. A what of each? A, like a, a, a quarter. quarter. A quarter uh, of each. I'd like the to boot, be able to speak the boot, the boot 25 fire? cents of each. I I'd would, like to be able to speak. Very fast. I wish I could dance, and I wish I, I wish I were fast. I'd like to know what it's like to be really fast. I'd like to be fat. No, I've been Like really fat. No, I don't know what it's like to run fast. I'm the slowest coordinated person I've ever known in my entire life. It makes me sad. Freeland, how say you? Jump. jump. I'd like high. to know what it would be like to jump really freaking high. Dunk? Hmm. I would love to, like, two-hand dunk. Ooh. You'll probably go <laughs> crazy if you wind up dunking, too. All right, one more thing <laughs> on locker room stuff. Hang. In Arrowhead. So all this How stuff about... How come we don't find out from Mike what he wants? He already do all that stuff. He just said. Not fair. He, went, he, he uh, just play said he'd like to be able to play music. Yeah, I'd do it all. You have other ones you want to do, like? I'm no. good. <laughs> Um, he can, he's fast already. See, he's got all that. Right. He'd like Used to learn more about to three fast. doors down. Right. You're still <laughs> fast. Um, now, while everybody obsesses about Antonio Brown in the locker room, what about what happened in the home team's locker room in Arrowhead? Travis Kelsey, I'm going to start with you on this one, Ike. What if Odell Beckham comported himself the way Travis Kelsey did on Sunday, which is to say drops a big pass, uh, gets a 15-yard personal foul. Again, personal. I, I like when per- penalties cross a line from being football <laughs> into being personal. Hey, That's so a personal foul. It's personal. A okay. nominee for most overused check bit. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> love it. And that was the I moment you brought that. that I love it. I don't like that at all. And then Travis Kelsey goes in the locker room and 
uh, you know, curses up a tirade and basically blames the refs for a good call. I mean, it was I mean, a, it, nothing wrong with it. I mean, Eric Fisher tackled there James Harrison. What do you want me yeah, to do? Yeah, he didn't hold him. He, he tackled him. He strangled him. He tackled him. And then he tackled him. We can debate other calls in divisional round weekend, but I don't think that's one that's really all that questionable. Uh, Emma VP, we do have sound to Travis Kelsey. Let's take a quick look. Do we have the rude words in there? I know. Do we have the bleeper? Momentum's getting on our side and then just get our jugglers ripped out because ref felt bad for James Harrison falling on the the ground. Um, It's ignorant. just going to say floor there. Ref number 51 shouldn't even be able to wear a zebra jersey ever again. You shouldn't even be able to work a footlocker. Dang. I settled down the Fonz and black leather. That's my dog. I be hanging out with him, man. We did a little. We did a few boa trips, man. I like Kelsey. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Kelsey. A man. few cool. what trips? Boa trips. The little boa. restaurant boa. Oh, come really? holler at your boy, man. I'm telling you, come mess with me. I'd like to go to boa with you well, and Travis well, Kelsey. Whenever you find time and your schedule is <laughs> too busy, right. let I'm me sorry. Know. I yeah, listen, Ike. <clears throat> Trav, what if Odell Beckham behaved in this manner? Wouldn't he be getting just you know? Untold uh, amounts of heat from uh, from the residents of Mount Pius. OBJ have slowed down from this behavior. Not really, but okay. Yes. He's punching really. walls and everything last we saw him. Because he's passionate. I, I have no beef with it. I, I don't I care it. if you're if after you cross that, after a game. I told you, man, after that Denver game, <laughs> tore a whole locker room up. Tore a whole locker room up. I killed the locker room. Killed it. Murdered it. It was gone. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was gone, and all my teammates just let me. They leave him alone. Just, just leave him alone, please. Leave him alone. Like I said, the locker room about an hour and a half. Plane waited too. Everybody sitting on the plane. <laughs> You're still like I'm still the in the locker room. Still standing. Still in the rock. Still in the locker room. Tell T people like, bro, <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> like, bro, we gotta go. But yeah, I feel this like, is OBJ. after the Tebow game. After the Tebow game, you wrecked the locker room with what? Your fists or your helmet? Everything. You threw it all around. No, nah, fist. Really? Fist ripping everything off and everything. Did but Coach getting back, did he talk to you? No, nah, nah, I'm interested. No, nah, no, nah, not at all. They did respect Dick LeBeau. They respect. They respect the fact. Now, when we they dropped, when we penalty. dropped down, when we got back to Pittsburgh, it was like, bro, it, it happens. Don't worry about it. But this, what you have done for us, so stop tripping. Like we, it was my, no, it wasn't your fault. It was my fault. So is the locker, I'm fascinated. So the, so the locker room is dead silent. They're just, cause if you're throwing a tirade, oh, they typically just sort of like stand back and let it. No, happen. yeah. They just letting Ike be Ike. Like, oh man, this like, okay. We seen Ike trip before, but now he really tripping. So just leave him alone. So I think we landed and the boys took me out to eat. I all went drank, chill, talked about it, talked about the whole season. And that was it. Wind up, which I'm going to call it. So, met with Coach T in our exit meetings. What, that Monday or Tuesday? She flew down to Orlando, got back to working out the next day. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, this this ain't ever. And then somebody on a network said something about me, and I went off on him. I don't like saying his name because I don't want to give him no props. I took off on him. Hmm. Took off on him. I don't remember that. What, what, do you don't, don't remember I that? I don't either. What? I mean, a, I took a, off a local on local or a national. A national. Okay. Yeah, he's on there all the time with Max. Oh. oh. I took I took clean off on him. Wait. Talking about that. Yep. Nope. He's on there with Max. Yeah, Stephen A. Oh 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 oh. 
I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay. Well, those guys have been exposed now by one right, of their exactly. own. As the, they're the WWE. It's been admitted by one of those national guys that, well, it's not about being right. It's about being compelling. In other words, you're being a WWE performer. You're not saying truth. You're just saying things that will incite attention. Handsome, let's move on here because time's running short and AJ Hawk's coming up here. Yay. Let's start here. Losing scenarios, we'll call Mm -hmm. this, as we go into the championship round. We'll start with the Patriots. We'll go through all four here. The Patriots will lose because of blank. And then I just fill in the blank. Yeah. We're Um, we're speculating. We're going to do this for all four. Because this goes back to, I don't even remember which, when we talked about this, whether it was in this bit or something else we did this morning. But uh, the Patriots will lose because they're going to try and take away Le'Veon Bell. But you can't take away the whole of Le'Veon Bell because mm. you can't take him away in the passing game. As Cynthia, as Cynthia has pointed out with a stat that she gave us earlier on. Freeland? If the Patriots lose, the Patriots will lose because the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense is too potent. I don't know if it's Lev or if it's Antonio Brown. Point being, the thing we saw in the Texans game that was surprising wasn't that the Texans' defense was good. It was that the Texans' offense could move the ball on the Patriots' defense. That's what the first half was about. Their offense moved the ball. There is no question that the Steelers' offense is a much, much, much better offense than the Texans' offense was. So if the Steelers are able, just like we saw in the first half of that game, to just be so dynamic and able to, on each drive, see at least a field goal, if not get into the end zone, that that's something that will surprise us. So the pace and the Steelers' offense will make the biggest difference in this game. IT Pittsburgh Steelers defense plays better than the Patriots offense. 16.9 points per game. Pittsburgh Steelers defense for the past eight games. Been getting two turnovers per game. Saying a lot. So we said, no, don't kick it to Tyreek Hill. No, we're kicking it to Tyreek Hill. And Vince Williams, go smash him when you see him. So they tried the first time not to kick it to Tyreek Hill, put him in good field position in KC. You know what? Let's just start kicking it to Tyreek Hill. And y'all just start running down and making y'all money. I can't play scared. So when I keep telling you, like, Coach T doesn't live in fear, you know what? We tried it. I don't like it. Start kicking it to him. Hey, y'all, y'all better make sure he don't get past his 20. Bam. Handle your business. But their defense to it. And I, we was talking about this yesterday. We really haven't been talking about Cam Hayward. He's been out for a long time. You got Hargraves. You got another young guy. Tua has been balling. He probably going to wind up getting paid. Um, Jarvis Jones, he doesn't play now. Now he's starting to James Harrison. Bud Dupree, of late, LT, Lawrence Timmons, has been balling. Mm-hmm. Cesar is getting interceptions after interceptions week to week. Artie Burns, Sean Davis, Will Gay in the slot. Like, this defense has been playing good defense. If you if you thought about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, the Chiefs defense is going to outplay the Steelers defense. That's what you – now, the Steelers offense is going to play good, but the Chiefs defense is going to outplay – no. They did the same thing they did. Atlanta did the same thing how we thought Seattle defense was going to play. But let's be clear. Mm-hmm. The New England offense and the Kansas City offense are but, very different. But if you but, can but, but let's But let's be clearer. It was a close game in Pittsburgh and Ben didn't play. Right. And their defense wasn't playing that good. Jamie Collins and the I wonder if Belichick by Sunday night will rue having dealt away Jamie Collins specifically because no, no way. Well, you want him to cover twenty six nah. out of the backfield. I don't know that they have some. Bro, that can't. That uh, 
You need a corner to cover okay. 26. A corner. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. They also really need to, as you saw the Texans do, they're better at pass rushing than the Steelers are. But if, once again, it's an, an age-old truth with Brady. If you can get to him a little bit, he does not like getting knocked around. Nobody does, but he really, and Peyton Manning also, those guys for all-time greats do not like guys in their midst. They don't like them in their uh, in close proximity. All right, the Pittsburgh Steelers will lose because... The Pits- you mean? Go ahead. The Pittsburgh Steelers will lose if they don't make because you know that the Patriots have something will have something planned for them, so they need to make good adjustments, whether it's at halftime or before that. The Pittsburgh, if they can't if they can't adjust to whatever it is that Belichick's cooked up for them, then they won't win the game. Ike, can I take my leave, please, Dave? Oh yes, handsome. You got to go. I got to go. All right, all the best. It's handsome. been it's a been a wonderful time um, being uh, with the the three of you. Well, <laughs> ditto for all of us. Drop all right, handsome. All right. Uh, Ike. Boswell ain't going to cut it in this game. You need sevens. Uh-huh. You need touchdowns. You know, Boswell did cut it. I mean, you played a, a okay Andy Dalton earlier in the season. Boswell got you out of Cincinnati. Um, you played a okay Alex Smith in the playoff. Boswell got you out of Cincinnati. Boswell can't get you out Pittsburgh on this one. You playing time and company. So when you get in that red zone, you need six points, not threes. I think, and you talked about this earlier, the Steelers' offensive line has been sneaky underrated, right? right? I think they're maybe the third best O-line in the National Football League. That's kind of, you know, over the season. If their O-line doesn't play how they've been playing, you know, I think first four games they had kind of, it wasn't as great. If they if they don't play how they've been playing, if, in the if, playoffs, in the playoffs, yeah. and, and leading into it, then then that will be the difference maker. With that's uh, a good point because they, so they smashed Miami. The O line, yes, had it had their own will on them. Come right back to Kansas City, smash Kansas City. Yep, had their will on them. If they can do the same thing, right. and so I think if Patriots, that, that o, yeah. if the O line doesn't play like we've seen them been playing, then the Steelers lose. I just think uh, this is a abstract kind of a a thought, I guess, but they've got to limit or eliminate those really quick. The the Patriots sort of at the end of a game, how did they get to that? How did they get that? They they get these touchdowns that almost feel like a mirage, you know, like it takes them 45 seconds. So they they just squeeze in an extra seven somewhere along the way. That's sort of like, wow, man, that that, that felt close, but now we're down 11 all of a sudden. You're you're onto something there. They, they, they have to there. limit that. I don't know how you limit that, but if that happens to the Steelers, then they're going to be in some jeopardy. But like you say, Ike, I think also this is, you know, again, this game comes down to seven in my book. It's not about 26 as much. Roethlisberger has to make a couple of big plays so that they can keep pace, assuming that the Patriots are going to put up a uh, so, some legit, uh, uh, legitimate point total. It's not going to be enough to scratch out, you know, 20 in this one. They're going to have to keep pace with, uh, with that uh, Brady offense. All right, the Falcons will lose Freeland because. Oof. The Falcons will lose. I mean, the – if their defense doesn't come up with a way to slow Aaron Rodgers down, you're not going to stop Aaron Rodgers. You can slow Aaron Rodgers down. Now we saw he had this streak that was going, you know, over 200 passes, a very long streak, his longest of his career without throwing an interception. We saw that kind of get stopped in, in Dallas. We saw a little bit, you know, the, the balance of like their run to pass, they, 
in the they had to play very fast so they had to pass more which is uh, you know kind of counter to the way they've been winning games in has they been grinding it out in their win streak right they they've been relying more on the run game in their win streak um in games in the regular season about 116 yards on the ground in games they won only 88 or 89 in games they've lost so the ability to to balance their offense more they didn't have that in the Cowboys and they still were able to put up points so it was very impressive if they don't slow them down it's going to be drive drive it's 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 not going to be a game where you're you know you're able to let Aaron Rodgers put up 35 and then you somehow score 36 even though that's kind of how we've seen the, the Falcons play we they need to slow Aaron Rodgers down Ike the Falcons lose if their defense don't play like how they played against Seattle I mean even though the Seattle offense isn't like uh, Aaron Rodgers and company offense, but still, their defense has been playing good ball. I think so. We talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line being underrated. You got to start giving the Seattle, I mean the uh, Atlanta Falcons defense some props. Agreed. Them boys been playing good ball. So I haven't been giving them props. Just looking at the last couple of games, I need to start giving them props. Yeah. If their defense play like how they played against Seattle, they will win. If they don't, they will lose. I hear you. A.J. Hawk is coming up on the line here uh, in just a second. I'll say for the Packers, I'll, I'll handle this one. If you have, if you want to chime in, uh, Cynthia or Ike, uh, please do. I feel like the Packers, they can't allow, uh, to your point about Mike Daniels and what that uh, that front's been doing against the run, they gotta, they've got they got to slow down Devonta Freeman and uh, and uh, Tevin Coleman. I mean, if they, if they, if they sh- turn it into a shootout, give me 12 over two. That's, I mean, the, if you can get it. I don't, both, I don't, I don't, I don't think teams, we can say that right now. I'm saying if you can get it into tit for tat, I'll take Rodgers at the end of the day. In a shootout overall, I would take Rodgers. In a shootout in 2016 season, in this, this post game, game yeah. I would take two. I, I, I hear you, but but to Cynthia's point, I think that, yes, I think that the home team is going to want to spin the clock a little bit and run the ball to keep – uh, possessions away and from Rodgers. If, if the Packers defense says we're not going to let you run the ball, then it does become a shootout. And like I say, I'll take the best of all time. Uh, I, I like to, man. Wait, Elway's coming back? Just kidding. I just I, like everyone. I like to. I like to like at home. Ike, great stuff. Cynthia, great stuff. Handsome Hank, the dearly departed, great stuff out of him. <laughs> Speaking of great, here he comes, everybody. One of our favorites, AJ Hawk. AJ. Well, of course, if you've listened to the Dave Damashek football program for any amount of time, this man needs no introduction. But since I assume if you're not my mother, you aren't familiar with the Dave Damashek football program. So let's introduce him now. He is the longtime linebacker of the Green Bay Packers. He wears a ring on his finger. As a result of that, he toiled for the Bengals and for the Falcons. And most importantly, now he is the host of his own podcast, Hawkcast. Oh, it's star-laden. It's lousy with A-listers, but he's won himself here in Studio 66. That's why his jersey hangs behind me on the digital uh, screen there. It's A.J. Hawk. What's the poop, fella? I don't know. It's been a while, Damashek. I, I see you. You're blowing up everywhere. I can barely get in contact with oh, you anymore. So I'm, I'm glad producers and assistants reached out to me. I'm happy to be here. Well, I had my people contact you. That's, <laughs> I, I thought that was uh, that was for the best, uh, given the stakes uh, this weekend. Of course, you played for those Green Bay Packers. Like I say, you spent a few weeks in Atlanta this year with uh, Dan Quinn and company wearing that red jersey. But uh, how's life, more importantly? How's everything going for you, Hawk? 
Everything's great, man. We're uh, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. The the Buckeyes took a tough loss against Clemson, but yeah. I guess Clemson went on win it all. But no, everything's going well, man. I'm just hanging out in Ohio, staying fertile, trying to produce some kids. So I have a fourth <laughs> a fourth on the way. I know you have you have four as well. So I'm trying to join the club. You know, we like to sometimes tell dad jokes here on the show. If you have any, please feel free to share them. This is the place to do it. There is no good dad jokes. No, indeed. No, indeed. Hey, um, so, well, a muzzle tub to you on uh, number four on the way. Yeah, that Ohio State game. I guess Clemson turned out to be pretty good. Isn't it funny that the one team that beat them all year was the Pitt Panthers? Yeah, how weird is that? How happy were you? I mean, just just pure grit and just toughness Mm -hmm. down there in Pittsburgh. And look at your Steelers. Are your Steelers going to beat the Patriots? I assume you might ask about this. Hawk, listen, you're the analyst. You're the expert on on these matters. I'd like you to weigh in here. I do think it's interesting. Why is it that Bill Belichick – It's because it's – it's sort of paradoxical in that you always hear, well, Belichick's a genius, you see. He figures it all out. And here's what he'll do. He'll take away the one, the, the most dangerous weapon on the other team. So then that equals that he's going to try and take away 26, right? But how do you do that practically against the Steelers when they also have Antonio Brown? Can you realistically and practically, can you double-team Antonio Brown and take away Levy and Bell. Can you stack that up? You always hear eight-man box, you know? <laughs> the way that offensive line's playing in Pittsburgh, too, I'm inclined to think that I, I hearken back to the Patriots and Rams Super Bowl. They took away Marshall Falk. They decided that wasn't going to be what killed him, and and he was basically irrelevant in that game. How do the Patriots stop this Steelers offense here? Well, I mean, those are the two guys you have to find a way to stop. You're not going to stop them. You just have to – the Patriots have to find a way to contain those two guys. And Le'Veon Bell, you can put eight in the box. It doesn't really matter. I mean, a lot has been said of his – what do they call it? His stutter step, his Mm -hmm. – whatever he's doing, pausing. He's he's an amazing player. But Antonio Brown, no matter what you do, even when you try to double that guy – they do such a good job, and Todd Haley, the offensive coordinator, of moving him around, getting him to like little two-man stacks, three-man bunches to where you can't jam him off the line. And he, he's so good, it's really hard to double a guy once he's already in motion. And, and that guy has such a such breakaway speed and then the quickness to go with it. It's a joke. You can't take them both away, but you can try to, to keep an eye on them both. But they're going to make plays still no matter what. Does he appear to you to be the hardest running back to tackle or who was the hardest running back to tackle for you? Well, I mean, definitely one of the most elusive. He's a, a great combination of being super elusive with great power, too. He runs behind his behind his pads, and it's really tough to get down, but he's hard to even find him because he's going to – he has such patience that it – he's one of them. I mean, he's not like one of the huge bruisers like a like a guy like Marshawn Lynch. I mean, he, he I have huge respect for him. He is such a monster. Trying to tackle him was rough. And Adrian Peterson, I always go back to him. I played him twice a year for – many many years and he is just runs like he's on fire and never wants to be tackled I would think so yeah you don't want to it's embarrassing to whiff on a guy but (laughs) I would think it's way worse to play against a guy who just is looking to hammer you who who is not afraid of the contact in fact he seeks it but let's jump to the other game here the big one because this is really the hawk ball in a way kind (laughs) of kind of 
Now, you spent a lot of time with those Packers, obviously, and we talked about it. I call the 2014 NFC title game. I don't. I hate to bring it up almost even. It almost seems mean-spirited at this point. It is the most painful loss, I would think, for a fan base and probably for a guy who played in the game that I've ever seen in my life, and that's not hyperbole. Eight, I, I, I hate the, now I'm going to go through it, but the eight things in the in the second half that happened, if only one of them goes your way, you guys are playing in that Super Bowl 49, but it didn't happen. But did you feel watching the game on Sunday like, uh-oh, here it's happening again? No, I didn't at all, actually. I had ultimate confidence in Aaron and, and the Packers. And I think the play that really put me over the top was towards the end of that last drive before he completed that ball to Jared Cook when the safety, the last name Heath, I believe, came in scot-free, sacked Aaron from behind. The fact that Aaron somehow held on to that ball and did not fumble was, I mean, whatever you want to call it. I I was like, oh, here we go. I told my wife right away, I was like, he's going to complete a ball deep out of bounds and and give Mason a shot. I know Mason's good from 68 yards. And so after that play, I I knew right then, game over. You are the Rodgers whisperer, man, because you do get that. You've described before that you get a weird calm watching Rodgers. You know when he's going to pull it off. That throw, though, man, is that the best? Where does that rank for you among Rodgers' best passes that you've seen? It's definitely up there, no doubt, especially when you take into account like the time, like, the situation that he th- that he made that throw in. Um, it's it's up there in like the top five. I don't know. It's hard to how do you pick just one? It, it's like picking your favorite kid. You can't really do that. Now you've been around. I've said this uh, over the last week or so. But if Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers are such a strong brain trust, why don't they just throw the hail mary play every play? It seems like that would just go for it. To what's it's unstoppable? Clearly. You might as well. Either they're going to catch it or you're going to get a pass interference. And it's going it. to be a spot foul ball in the one-yard line. So I would throw it more often. I really would. When McCarthy decides his day to go off and retire to the banks of the Three Rivers in Pittsburgh comes for him. He's a Pittsburgh native, of course. Maybe you and I, you could be the D.C., I'll be the O.C. Because I have a lot of good ideas about uh, offensive philosophy. This is in Green Bay? Sure. What about what are you going to do when you play Pittsburgh? I mean, you, you, got, the, you got the reins that week. You know, okay, yeah, have to I figured, it yeah. out. I'll recuse myself that. from that. There's no what? chance. Your mom would disown you, Damashek. You know that. <laughs> she doesn't care as much as I do. <laughs> but but uh, all right, so so now the Packers move on. Rodgers has the hot hand. We see that. I do. I mean, I'm surprised that they could get out of Dallas because Jordy Nelson wasn't out there. But, uh, you know, Rodgers just sublime right now. What about the Falcons, though? What did you pick up from Dan Quinn and Matt Ryan and that crew about, you know, Matt, it feels like, in a way, Matt Ryan's on his way to getting the MVP this year, and yet, out of the four quarterbacks left here, I feel Matt Ryan is the guy who has something, who has the most to prove, in a way. Yeah, he probably does. The other guys, their legacy is not set, but it's pretty well down the road. And a guy like Matt Ryan, it definitely, if he can find a way to get the Super Bowl and win that thing, then he is, I mean, he's certified as what Kevin Garnett said when they won the championship in Boston for forever. And that's been his whole knock going into this year. He was one and four and going into the, or in playoff games. So yeah, if he can find a way to do it, regardless, if he wins the MVP and they don't win the Super Bowl, it's still a great year, but it still doesn't put him over the top for legacy wise, I guess. 
De- right. Well, I, and as we talk about this, uh, if you're watching us, NFL.com slash DDFP, we're going to be running some 2010, uh, some highlights from the Packers win against the Falcons back in 2010 when the when Rodgers last got that hot hand and ran the table in January and early February. We've debated this before about Andy Dalton specifically, but in general, did you or well, actually let's make it specific to Matt Ryan. Did you perceive in your month around the facility and everything else in the midst of him? having a great 2016 is he a guy who who cares about legacy we've talked about ah you you you've said to me oh guys don't care about that that's uh that's more for uh dopes like you dave but i <laughs> i refuse to believe it of course matt ryan has to care how he's regarded he has to care about not like i just want to wait ring for this organization he must care about it what it means to him as an individual i mean i i'm sure he does at at some level, but it's not, it definitely doesn't show. He's not a guy, he's a very confident guy where he's not relying on outside people to, to give him his self-worth or value. I know he doesn't feel that way. I think he's competing with himself every single day to try to get better. But, yeah, I think also if he's the quarterback that finds a way to lead the Falcons to a Super Bowl victory, then, yeah, that whole team goes down in the history books forever in that facility. And you saw Arthur Blank dancing uh, after their game last time. Like, it just, it, it, Maybe it just takes a little bit of pressure off of guys. It's like a young kid. Let's say it's a golfer, and this golfer wins a major when he's 24 years old. That's a huge weight off their back when you want to be considered like elite. Look at the guy, what, Phil Mick was trying forever to get a major, and they think, yeah, he's just not really, until he wins a major, you can't really put him in that upper echelon of guys. And I think Matt is in that upper echelon, but I guess a ring would just give him complete validation to where you could never really question that again. That's the thing for me. I feel like it it probably doesn't make a difference if you're 24 and you're early in your career. But at this point, there's no way Matt Ryan doesn't hear people citing what you just cited. He's one and four going into the postseason and, and into this postseason. So now he's, he's two and four. Certainly, he's aware that there is a narrative out there like, well, Matt Ryan, he's very good, but he can't get over the hump. Doesn't that have to knock around in your head? If you're Clayton Kershaw, don't doesn't Clayton Kershaw know that that's the knock on him? So when he steps out onto the mound in October, that he's thinking like, uh oh, I don't want this to happen. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> blow this one. I'm sure at times it definitely does. Uh, it crosses their mind. It would cross uh, Matt's mind. I, I'm guessing. I don't think he's the kind of guy that lets it bother him, or he doesn't have anxiety and stay up at night thinking about that. But I'm sure just on, on an ind- individual level, he wants to prove to himself that yeah. I can win the big, the whole thing. I can win the big game. He's proven that last playoff game against Seattle. I mean, that was absolutely impressive on both sides of the ball. So I think that was a great first step for him going in and really dominating the Seahawks for four quarters. So now we have a, a gigantic test. I mean, it's these two games, the AFC and NFC championship game. Are you kidding me? I mean, Patriots, Steelers, Packers against the Falcons who are playing their, their offense is one of the greatest ever this year and their defense is playing better. So mm. This is going to be a fun, uh, fun Sunday. I know. So go ahead and lay it on me. Who's uh, who's going to be in Houston in uh, in two and a half weeks? It's a good question. So I would love to see the Steelers win. I'm not too far from Pittsburgh, but I don't think they can go into Foxborough and get the victory. So at least they've been. Maybe if Ben's 100, percent they have a better chance. But Ben's never. He's he takes so many shots that he's he's always dinged up a bit. But I'd say the Patriots. I think will take down your guys. It's going to be tough. And then I still I can't pick against the Packers right now. I mean, the way they're playing, 
Aaron is absolutely out of his mind. Their defense is playing well. So I think they can they find a way to get some pressure on Matt Ryan and get some turnovers. Boom. Packers take it. Packers and uh, and the Patriots. I mean, listen, it'll be hard for me to be there this close. I'm 60 away, Hawk. You know, I'm just 60 away from the big one. Yeah, but think about it, though. I also think on an unrelated side note, I know, well, it's actually very related, but you, I guess you guys, the NFL owns your owns NFL network. But think about think about it, Damashek. Does the NFL want Patriots Packers or Patriots Falcons? What do you think? Well, I certainly think they would rather have. Yeah, I mean, I have no question that they'd rather have Packers playing the Patriots 12 v 12 for for the title of best quarterback of the 21st century. And I do think if Rodgers were to beat Brady head to head, that then that conversation would flip all of a sudden. This notion that Brady's the best of all time would uh, be called into question if Rodgers took him down. If Rodgers gets a second ring, I mean, obviously, if you use your eyes, Rodgers is the best quarterback anybody's ever seen. People want to the people who always accuse me of counting rings are suddenly now uh, turning, well, Brady's obviously better. He's won those four Super Bowls. Well, all right. There's there's more uh, more goes into it than just that. Anyway, Hawk, the Hawk cast, how does everybody track it down? Uh, you can check it out on iTunes if you want to listen to just the audio. But if you want to watch some video of great guests like Dave Damashek was on, I don't know, six, eight, ten, twelve months ago. Oh, you please. Were. I, I haven't been on in three years. No, it wasn't that long ago. But, yeah, you can watch the hotcast.show is the website. It's on YouTube and all that. But That's when it was like – I'm I'm like uh, one of the early records when it was on an indie label. Now that it's gotten major <laughs> label, Damashek has no, no use. No way. That's the thing. We're on. I'm on my own, man. Always. I'm not. We're not being attached to anybody. I don't want anyone dragging me down and trying to censor me, just like you, you Damashek. That's right. That's right. Hey, by the way, uh, real quick, uh, Steve Mariucci. I asked him about uh, your. I said, you know, AJ Hawk once told me that he, in cold Lambo games, would put his helmet into the sauna to uh, to warm it up at halftime. He said, oh, that's that's nothing. That's child's play. I used to, this is Mariucci talking about the Favre years and everything else. He said, when it was cold, I would conduct the quarterback meetings in the sauna at halftime. <laughs> that's a, a great idea. Isn't that great? And he said he would have Detmer. Good. He said Detmer was the third stringer, so he was the guy who got the short straw and had to pour the water over the rocks to make the steam. But he said <laughs> it ultimately wouldn't work because you would get a weird little mist on your face, which warmed you up, but then you'd go back on the field and it would freeze. So it ultimately was a loss, but for a little while, it felt good he said that's good yeah short term short term uh successor feeling good i guess yeah think about it that would freeze all your whole shirt would just freeze to you when you went back outside yeah so you're all sweaty yeah love the idea i'm glad i i didn't have to pour the rocks over there and have a linebacker meeting hawk i feel like i i want to pat both of us on the back because this was a pretty professional conversation we talked about pro football we talked the we 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 dipped our toe into the X and O water a little bit there. How about after the Super Bowl? Then we start kibitzing about what really matters once again. Let's start talking about movies and TV and all that jazz. I'm with you, man. I've been following some some finding some great new shows lately, so I can't wait to talk to you about it. And we'll we will talk about some of the fun stuff here uh, after the Super Bowl. Beautiful. All right, Hawk. Muzzle tough to you and uh, the misses on the uh, ever-growing family there in Ohio. Muzzle tough on the great work. I this is this is a man, everybody. I you know what I do well? I call my shot. I or not my shot. I call who's headed for the stars. AJ Hawk headed for the stars in the world of broadcasting. Watch out for this fella. Um, and uh, see, that's why we hung his jersey early so we can uh, take credit in part for uh, for your rise to great fame. Look out, Collinsworth. 
look out, um, Regis and Kathy Lee, you're coming. <laughs> you and me. Now let's that we could be the new Regis and uh, Kelly. That'd be great. Who would be Dave and I don't know. We'll figure our name out. Damahawk. Two, two Pittsburgh kids. To Pittsburgh. You're not from Pittsburgh. So I could at least act like it. Grow beard. I'll dye my hair black. Why would we make such a weird black. claim that we're both from Pittsburgh? All right. Damn a hawk coming at you probably about summer 2017. Meantime, let's uh, let's get together in Houston, Texas, uh, hopefully in uh, in a week or so, AJ Hawk. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, man. The Hawkcast, everybody. Track it down. That's it for the Dave Damashek football program. We'll yap with you. A couple days from now, we'll tell you who's going to win those two title games. Oh, I'm already getting nervous. All right. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.